Well, uh, as you just heard, uh, and as uh, we have been in it for the last four weeks, we've been talking about prayer, prayer. Um, and I hope, I hope that we have not just been talking about prayer. I hope that we have been actually praying. Do we need to pray some more? What's that? Um, but I hope we've been actually intentionally been praying. Um, if you remember way back at the beginning of the month, we started looking at the Lord's prayer. Um, this is the prayer that Jesus gave his disciples that we find in Matthew 6 and Luke 11. Uh, the 12 disciples, they wanted Jesus to give them a model for how to pray, and he does that, and he gives it to us as well. And so we began this series on prayer um, by committing to pray the Lord's Prayer every day at noon. Now, I don't know about you, it's been kind of a challenge. I started off really great. I, I, you know, I told you I created an alarm on my phone, it goes off at noon, but something, a lot of things happen at noon. It's weird. Um, and so uh, this week, I, it was one day this week, and my alarm went off, and so I stopped and I prayed. Actually, before I stopped and prayed, I said, Lord, did I pray yesterday? I said, forgive me if I didn't stop and pray yesterday. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so I, I continued on. So it's been a little bit of a challenge. I don't know about you, but the point isn't about being religious about sitting there praying at noon every day. The point is being intentional point is about making time to be with God. And so that's why we've been using the word pray, P-R-A-Y, to help us pray. Pete Gregg wrote this book, uh, How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People. Uh, he's come up with the model of pray, P-R-A-Y, based off the Lord's Prayer to help us learn how to pray. So it stands for pause, rejoice, ask, and yield. And so we start by stopping. We start by stopping. You heard that right. We start by stopping. We start praying by stopping praying. Uh, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Jesus tells us to, to go into our rooms and close the door before we start to pray. And so we're invited to pause. We, before we rush to God with our, our, you know, our sort of to-do to list, our to-ask list, our, all of our requests, before we do that, we need to pause. We need to sit there. We need to try to remove the distractions that are within us and around us. And so we're invited to simply be still and know that God is God. And so and once we pause, we're invited to rejoice. Our Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed means to, to give glory and honor. And so we're to thank God. We're to worship God. And uh, before we rush to God for help and uh with our needs and with our ask, we're to take time to pause and then we're to take time to rejoice, to give adoration to God. We talked about last week that rejoicing begins with remembering. We remember who God is and we remember what God has done. And, and when we do that, that's when we rejoice. That's when we, that's when we worship. So we pause, we rejoice, and then we ask. And before we get in uh, to ask, let's look at our scripture for this morning. We're going to look at the Lord's Prayer that we find in the Gospel of Matthew. And we're also going to look at a passage from John's Gospel. So Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, and then John 15, verses 5 through 8. If you would, stand in honor as you're able for the, in honor of the reading of God's Word. So Matthew 6 and John 15. 
Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then John 15, Jesus says, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So, we have, we have finally gotten to the part of prayer that most of us are familiar with. Asking. Right? Asking. When we think of praying, most people, Christian or not, think of praying as uh, asking God for something. The word pray comes from Middle English, which means to ask earnestly. Absolutely everyone prays in this way from time to time. You know, going back to an analogy I used last week, and uh, we've heard in our Wednesday nights, is uh, the idea of falling, uh, being in a falling plane, a plane that's falling out of the sky that's about to crash. There is no atheist in a falling plane. You know what I mean? It really is the most natural thing in the world to ask God for a safe landing, uh, for healing, for guidance, for forgiveness, for, 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 for provision, uh, protection, and even a parking space at the grocery store on a rainy day. As we look at the Lord's Prayer, it is full of these kinds of prayers. Give us, forgive us, lead us, deliver us. Despite maybe how I've made you feel over the last few weeks, uh, in insisting that you pause and insisting that you rejoice, prayer is largely about Asking. It's about asking. I want to go back to something I just said. I mentioned praying for a parking spot on a rainy day. I imagine that some of you, that just sounds ridiculous. That's absurd. Of course, God doesn't care about my parking space at Walmart. I would suggest that you've never been to the States for a Walmart. I think God cares about me safely getting in and out of there. So thank you very much for that. But I think God wants us to pray about everything. I think God wants us to, to ask for everything. We are invited by Paul to pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. And I think that means even praying for parking spaces. Because here's the thing. When you and I pray about the small things in life, including a small concrete patch in the middle of a grocery store, we get to live with a greater sense of gratitude. When we begin to pray for everything, we begin to increase our sense of gratitude. When we pray for even the small things, we activate that childlike faith that Jesus talks about in the Scriptures. The Archbishop William Temple has once said, When I pray, coincidences happen. When I stop praying, the coincidences stop happening. When we pray about everything, guess what? We start to see God at work in everything. 
when we pray about everything, we start to see God at work in everything. But when we think about asking God through prayer, we, we really boil our, our ask to two forms, petition and intercession. Now, those are sort of like big, fancy words that are really simple. Petitions are when we ask God for our personal needs. Give us today our daily bread. Petitions would be us asking for a parking space on a rainy day or guidance in a decision we have to make or for healing or for recovery from a personal illness. And guess what? Daily bread actually means daily bread. These words invite us to think back to the Old Testament and, and God's uh, people in the desert after being delivered from slavery in Egypt. And God provided what they called manna. Remember, we talked about manna. Manna literally means, what is it? What is it? God provided manna out of heaven every day, enough for a day. And any leftovers would rot and spoil. And he provided enough on the sixth day for the seventh day, which was the Sabbath, so that the, the, his people wouldn't have to work on the Sabbath. God provided their daily bread. And so here we are to pray, give us today our daily bread. We are reminded to ask God for today's needs and not for tomorrow's wants. Today's needs and not for tomorrow's wants. Daily bread really does mean daily bread. So we're invited to give our petitions to God. We're invited to ask for our personal needs. We're also invited to ask for intercession. We're invited to pray for each other, to lift up to God the needs of others. I love the definition that, that Pete Gregg gives in his book for, for an intercessor, somebody who intercedes. Intercessors are those who stand in the gap, mediating between heaven and earth as equal friends of both, pleading with God on behalf of people and with people on behalf of God. Intercessors are those that stand in the gap. As in the Lord's Prayer, we, we are to pray, your kingdom come, your kingdom come. I don't care what the need is, whether it's healing or the loss of a loved one or, or help with making a decision, whatever. There is nothing like knowing that other people are praying for you. Nothing like it. There's power in prayer and there's power and strength from knowing that other people are praying for you. I have personally felt this over the last month or so and with the many prayers that, that, that many of you have lifted up for, for my mom and our family. And I tell you, it's hard to describe. It's, it's hard to describe. I haven't been in too many situations where I really felt like I needed nor did I deserve prayers on the level that our family has been receiving this last month. So this is all new territory for me. But there's a peace that does indeed pass all understanding that comes when you know that people literally all over the world are praying for you and your family. There were and are people from all over standing in the gap for us, mediating between heaven and earth on our behalf. And here's the thing. 
we're encouraged and we're invited to do that for each other all the time. Not just, it's not just when something big happens, but, but we're invited to do that all the time. To pray for God's kingdom to come. For us to intercede for each other, to stand in the gap for each other all the time. God invites us to ask Him for help from each other. So we've got petitions and we've got intercessions. These are the ways that we ask God in prayer. And certainly when we talk about asking God for things through prayer, we will eventually get to the topic of unanswered prayers. You ever dealt with unanswered prayers? What do we do about unanswered prayers? Well, I'm not going to do a deep dive into that this morning. That's a whole other sermon. But I do invite you, uh, this Wednesday night, uh, we've been doing what's called the prayer course that's, that's put on by Pete Gregg and his, um, his movement. And I'm going to let him teach us and lead us into discussion on unanswered prayer. So this Wednesday night, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have some time to talk about um, how do we process that? How do we process through that? Part of our faith is wrestling with things like unanswered prayer. And so I invite you to do that. But I also invite you to look at our passage from John 15. Jesus says this, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I don't know about you, but oftentimes we look at this verse, we look at other verses like it, and we tend to focus on the ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. We focus on that part and we, we, we have in our brain sometimes that God is like a genie and that he's going to grant us whatever we wish. I mean, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you, right? But we forget there's a little if there, right? Two letters, very small word. Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. The emphasis is on us remaining in Jesus and his words remaining in us. The best way to ask prayers that will be answered is to make sure that we are remaining in Christ on a daily basis and that we are remaining in his word so that his word would remain in us on a daily basis. The best way for us to know the will of God is to know the word of God. The more we know God and the more that we know God's word, the better we will know what to ask for in prayer. But along with the question of unanswered prayer, there's another question that some of us have regarding prayer. Why do we need to ask? Why, why do we need to ask? Why, why do we need to ask God for anything through prayer? I mean, doesn't God know everything? Doesn't God know what we need before we ask Him? Yes, absolutely. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, always present. He, yes, absolutely. But that's not the point. The point is this. And there's three reasons. To ask is to be relational. To ask is to be relational. Prayer is communication with God, 
and, and communication is key to any relationship. God desires a relationship, a personal relationship with each one of us, and Jesus is proof of that. And so prayer and asking God in our prayers helps to build that relationship with our Creator. So to ask is to be relational. To ask is to be vulnerable. I don't care what you're asking for and who you're asking it to. To ask something is to be vulnerable. To ask either in petition or intercession to God is to admit to God that there is some kind of need. It is to admit that there is some kind of need that I can't meet. It's an admission of help. Some of us don't like to admit that we need help. Asking whether of God or each other is always a vulnerable thing. It's an act of faith. Guys, think about those of you who are married. I mean, think about the time that you asked your spouse to marry you. I mean, you got on one knee, you popped the question. I mean, that's vulnerable. What if they say no? Right? Those of you who are married, they all said yes, so yay. Asking is an act of faith. It is, it, is an, it is to be vulnerable. And so that's what we do when we come to the Lord in prayer. We, we, we're vulnerable. And then lastly, to ask is to be intentional. We are activating our wills. We're not mindless robots. God respects us too much. God loves us too much to force us to do his bidding. He comes where he is welcomed, and he is always waiting to answer until he is called. Every time we stop and we pray, whether at noon or whenever we remember, whenever, we are intentionally welcoming God into our lives and we're asking God for help. To ask is to be relational, it's to be vulnerable, and it's to be intentional. And so I want to do that right now. I want to invite us to be relational and vulnerable and intentional right now. I want to ask God for our daily bread and for his kingdom to come. The altar is going to be open for you now to come. Uh, you can sit there in your pew. You can close your eyes and not do anything, however you want to spend this time. But we're going to spend a moment. We're going to pause. We talked about on Wednesday night that, man, 30 seconds when everybody's quiet seems like eternity. So we're going to, but we're going to pause. We're going to pause. We're going to, we're going to try to remove some of the distractions. We're going to rejoice. And then I want you to feel free to ask, just in the quietness of your, wherever you choose to be right now. Um, and so I, I invite you now to... to to just try to enter into the presence of the Lord. You can do the altar, you can do your pew if you want to grab a friend, however you want to do it, but we're going to just take a moment and we're going to pause.